Dynasty Football Factory and the Dynasty Football Network. That's James the Brain. Hey, Travis, is Jack Doyle a top six tight end for you? That's Travis the Beard. I don't think I need to answer that question, but hey, guys, my Cardinals finally fixed the wide receiver position. We got Bryce Butler. I'm John Hogue, and this is Super Flexible. Wow, there's a lot of f. That was a lot of f noise there. That was that was an intense that, that was, intro. That, I'm, that, I'm ready now, that man. That almost came out as another word that starts with f. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were snorting a condom. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Trying to work it back up. All right, we've got we've got a uh, a little bit of a celebratory show today because we were named the Super Flexible Podcast was named number six on Ryan McDowell's Fantasy Football Follows Top Podcast, which is a huge honor for all of us. So first of all, thank you to Ryan for compiling these these lists, and above all else, thank you to all of you for listening and for voting. We really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, everybody. So to celebrate uh, being named number six, we're going to do some top six lists. And we each have our list of top six, top six lists. That's a lot of sixes, but here we go. Let's do it. Travis, give us, uh, give us your top six, top six list. All right, so my first top six list top six ADP values in Dynasty. Then I've got the top six beards uh, of all time throughout history. I've got top six pre-draft Dynasty cells. Sell these guys before the draft while you still can. I've got top six post-combine rookie running back rankings. Top six overrated movies of all time. And top six QB needy teams. Nice. Mm. Uh, the beard one better not just be all you, but otherwise it may or may not be. <laughs> Other, <laughs> otherwise, I like those. All right, what do you got, James? Yeah, I. Uh, all right. Well, I, I don't know, man, Travis. I'm looking forward to some years. Yep. Um, but uh, all right. So mine, I have the top six all-time fantasy quarterbacks, according to me, of course. Um, I have the top six gross stuff that people do. <laughs> I have the t- the top six all-time Cleveland Browns, which, yes, they do have six players that are worthy of the list. <laughs> um, I, I also have the top six television shows of all time, the top six things John has said on the Super Flexible podcast, oh, man. and the top six of Travis's top six takes, which I'll be doing kind of through the show. So Very I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little I bit, a little it. bit uh, outside the box here. So, what do you got, John? Uh, it's a little bit of a cop out there, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a lot of bit of a cop that, out. That's <laughs> going to be awesome. And I've got the top six runway explosions. It's not what it sounds like. The top <laughs> six most overrated. The top six hated but shouldn't be. The top six running backs worth actually owning in 2018. The top six Ooh. of everything. And the top six sixes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. John's are very. John's are all really vague. Yes. I don't know how many of those are are fantasy football related, and and how many aren't. We could be zero <laughs> and six, or six and zero. <laughs> I just I just can't wait to hear him say that the bulldozer is one of the top six running backs worth owning in twenty eighteen. Oh god. Uh, spoiler alert: Jordan Howard is not going to be on that list. Yes. <laughs> oh come on. I don't mind Jordan right. Howard at all, but. Yeah, if if you That's if right. you follow John's strategy guide to drafting your dynasty your dynasty team, Jordan Howard is not going to be available to you. You're taking quarterbacks and wide receivers at that point. So, yeah, he's not going to make the list, but there's going to be some interesting names on there. So I'm I'm looking forward to every one of these lists. But let's so let's get into cool. it. Let's start with you, Travis, with your top six. ADP values. So I've got a bit of a doozy here on my first one. And before you guys freak out, let me explain myself. So my first ADP value in Superflex Dynasty is Blake Bortles. Oh, God. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I know. Are you kidding me? Is Jack Doyle number five? I know. No, 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 no. no, no. Your check is in the mail. 
from New York. <laughs> so hear me out. Blake Bortles really sucks. He's really bad at, at football. <laughs> Let's not get anything it's a good start. wrong It's a here. good start. <laughs> We're but. just kind of switching sides on the opposite sides of the Blake Bortles spectrum right now. We're just crossing each other. Doing a no, little do do on the he way stinks. by. <laughs> He's bad. He's not that but, bad. But I got it. All right, I'll let you. So, I hear so his ADP right now in Superflex Dynasty is 101.5. Whoa. That is the middle of the eighth round in Superflex, guys. Yeah. In that's, Superflex. That's nuts. He's a starting he's a high. starting quarterback. And he should be for one year. Probably two, maybe even three. Yeah. So, and we know that even though he's bad, he digs he digs himself into a hole, and then he has to dig himself out of it. So there's there is fantasy points there. I'm not I'm not excited about it. I don't want him as my long term super flex solution. But at a, at a hundred overall, man, in the eighth round in a super flex league, I mean, most of the good quarterbacks are gone by like the fourth round you know, in a startup. So that's all I'm saying for the value you have to pay. You can get points out of this dude for the short term. So, yep. I don't, I don't love giving a pro Blake Bortles take, but there it is. Um, I don't think that one's going to make it on the top six of Travis's top. <laughs> I six hope takes. not. Cause it's not that <laughs> great. <laughs> um, so that next I've got these. So I've got two quarterbacks here. My next one is Nick Foles. Um, only because I was pretty shocked when I saw his startup ADP, and I get it. He's not some, you know, young elite talent or anything, and he's not even a starter technically yet. But he's going at 178 overall, which is in the 14th round. And he's going behind guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Josh McCown and all these you know Ryan Tannehill and I mean I get I get that those guys might have a shorter or, or a, a a more positive you know super short term window as far as like week 1 or or maybe even 2018 but Nick Foles just won a Super Bowl and although he's under contract with the Eagles still he absolutely is going to start for a team at some point in the next 2 years there's zero doubt in my mind that that happens. So to get a starting quarterback in, at some point in the next two years in the 14th round is pretty crazy. And that's not to mention that he played pretty darn good in his short time uh, with Philadelphia. So Nick Foles, 14th round of a startup in Superflex. That's my next guy. All right, so my next one, I'm going to kind of blast through these last four. And then if you guys want to hit on any of them, you can. I've got Gronk. Um... And I'm not normally a proponent of taking tight ends early in a startup, but this is the latest that he's ever gone. His ADP right now is 34th overall, which is late third round, obviously. he's This is like the first time I've ever seen him as not the tight end one off the board. He's three spots behind Kelsey. And they're the same age, and it's just, you know, the retirement rumors or whatever. I don't think, I think this guy plays another four or five years probably. Um, next, I've got Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, middle of the eighth round, 102 overall ADP. Um, he's going behind Jordy Nelson. I just think the production you're going to get out of him for one year is well worth an eighth round pick. And then I've got Aaron Jones, uh, running back Green Bay with 88 overall in the middle of the seventh round. And the reason I put this one on here is because I think I'm, I think I'm, definitely bought in as Aaron Jones being the man there in 2018 at least to start so to get him in the seventh round if you can get the starting running back for the Green Bay Packers in the seventh round of a dynasty startup and he's a second year player I mean he's his potential he's got the potential to be a second round startup pick next offseason like that's his his ceiling to me so it's definitely a value in my opinion. And then my last one, you guys are probably going to hate it's TJ Yeldon. Um, but it's really, it's strictly, I mean, I do like the guy. Uh, I think he's a talented player. 
He's one injury away with a guy in front of him who's had nagging ankle injuries. He's 24 years old. He was a second-round pick, and he was he was selected 36th overall, so beginning of the second round. Um, and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in 2019, so next offseason. And right now you can get him in the 16th round of a Superflex Dynasty startup. I mean, I hate starting off such a such a celebratory podcast by just agreeing with you like this feels like the type of episode where you and I should go at it but I mean the only one of those that I have any kind of problem with at all is Larry Fitzgerald just because I don't know if I can trust Sam Bradford to stay healthy and it feels like that's what it what it's gonna take but beyond that, I, I love every one of those. TJ Eldon has been a big time target of mine. Everybody, well, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I employ a zero running back strategy, uh, to say the very least. And TJ Eldon is a guy who ends up on every single one of my rosters. Aaron Jones is one of my favorite targets because. To me, I mean, I I don't want to talk too much about him because I'm going to bring him back up later, but those are the perfect guys to get late in the startup draft and have a shot to to compete with absolutely anyone, Uh, and especially when all they have to do is supplement, you know, the wide receivers that you've got in a PPR league, the quarterbacks that you took in a super flex league. Yeah, I'm on board with every single one of those. Yeah, I'm... Man, that, I guess I'm kind of the same. I, 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 I kind of feel like this is kind of a vanilla take with John because I'm, I'm agreeing with you. But I, I guess the one I'll disagree on is Blake Bortles. I still think he's garbage. But um, the, re- no, I the rest of those, I though, agree, I really James. like. I, I, yeah, but I, I, I'm still not. I'm, I'm not even spending an eighth round pick on garbage. So uh, I, but whatever. I get it. Like. I get it. I mean, he's going to have opportunity at least for a year, and I, I just I, I don't want the guy. So, I, but no, I mean, everyone else on this list, I really like. I, I like Larry Fitzgerald in the eighth round. I mean, I, that guy's had a thousand yards. I mean, he's just so consistent. Yeah, he almost reminds me of DeAndre Hopkins, where I don't even think it matters who's throwing him the ball. Last year, he still had. I mean, how many games was it? Drew Stanton and Blaine Gabbert throwing him the ball, and the guy still finished with over a thousand yards, like. I I just he almost he's like the DeAndre Hopkins of the NFC. He just he's going to get targets. He's going to produce, and you just he's so bankable, you know. So I I I like that too. Um, I I like uh, Aaron Jones a lot. I have uh, been been on his bandwagon for a while um, since he came out of college. So I I really like that too. And uh, and I I even don't mind your your Gronk take. I mean now that uh, it kind of looks like he's coming back, I think. I think you're right. He has the capacity to play. I mean, he hasn't shown any any fall off, you know. Really, I mean, it's just kind of the injury thing. But that's you can say that with any player. I I, I feel like his ADP where it's at. This is probably it's definitely probably time to buy him, you know. So uh, I I kind of like all those stakes, Travis, uh, outside of the the Bortles one. But no, I think that's a really good list. Man, I feel gross. You guys <laughs> agreeing with me so much. It's early. Don't worry. It's early. All right. Yeah, we got time. All right, James, you're up. Let's hear your first top six list. Okay, so I went with my top six all-time fantasy quarterbacks. And look, I'm, I'll be honest, a, kind of a, a prerequisite with this. Some of these guys are guys that I just have fond memories of owning, um, and they played at a high level for a long time. So, the, I mean, I, I'm not going by these are the top six, you know, all-time fantasy scoring quarterbacks. I didn't even look up their, their total scores, but these are guys that – to me, um, you know, in in my my career playing fantasy football, these were the these were the guys that I liked, and so I kind of went in order from six to one. So um, my number six player is Kurt Warner. Um, Kurt Warner was just so fun to watch, man. I mean, quarterback of the greatest show on turf when he had Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt and and Marshall Falk. I mean, that was just so much fun um, seeing him, you know, uh, do that, and then. Uh, and then, you know, after that, going to Arizona, taking them to a Super Bowl, I mean, that was a whole lot of fun, too. You know, and, and he even produced as a giant when they had next to nothing. So, I mean, Kurt Warner, to me, was one of those guys. He got started, obviously, late in his career in the NFL, but he really put up some good fantasy numbers once he got rolling. Um, so that was number six on my list. Number five is Drew Brees, and Drew Brees is one of those guys, man. He's just so fun to watch, too. I mean, you look at what he does, and it doesn't matter who's who's around him, you know, does... 
I mean, who's he throwing the ball to? Oh, you, you grabbed me a, a receiver out of the seventh round, Marquise Colston. Sure, I'll, I'll make him an all-pro. Or, you know, I, I mean, just it didn't seem to matter who you surrounded him with, whether it was Jimmy Graham or, you know, now the supporting cast he has. He just constantly produces and puts up numbers. He's just one of those guys that, to me, was. it's really been fun to watch his career. Um, and I really, I really feel like I, I respect the fact that ever since he's gone to the Saints, he's, he's kind of embraced what it means to be a saint and he's kind of taken that franchise um you know kind of under his wing you know so i i always kind of appreciate that too um number four to me is a guy who did probably the exact opposite and that's brett Favre. um i was never a huge brett Favre fan i'm not gonna lie but at the very least the guy was exciting i mean um you know, you, you'd get those big, those boomer bust games out of Brett Favre where he'd throw five picks one week and the next week he threw for four touchdowns of 400 yards. So um, he was just, a, you know, just fun to watch just because of that. And, uh, you know, back then, I mean, when he was playing, there wasn't, you know, a, a ton of quarterbacks who were doing what he was doing. Now I think there's a little bit more of a, a you know, you kind of see a little bit more of that where, you know, offenses are passing more and that sort of thing. But I think what he did um, really kind of, kind of was a little bit different than what other other quarterbacks were doing at that time so um, he's number four on my list number three to me is Tom Brady to me Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time Um, however for fantasy purposes I mean I I think once you know when he first started in his career obviously he he didn't you know I mean they had an elite defense the first Super Bowl they won when he came in and um, he kind of learned to be a really good fantasy quarterback as he grew and as he grew into that offense. But I mean, he had seasons. I mean, that the, the season he had with Randy Moss, I think he threw for like 50 touchdown passes or something. And Moss caught a bunch of them. I mean, that was, that was unbelievable. Uh, Tom Brady is just, and he's been so consistent ever since, you know, he really started, um, started rolling as a fantasy quarterback. He's just consistently put up numbers. Um, number two to me is Peyton Manning. And I think most people would probably put him at one. Uh, Peyton Manning was a prototypical regular season guy. He's going to put up a ton of great numbers in the regular season. I mean, he's a fantasy, you know, dream. I mean, basically you had him, you plugged him in, you knew exactly what you were getting. You were getting elite QB1 numbers for years. And I mean, who who doesn't want that, you know? I mean, who who wouldn't want that? And um, so he's number two on my list. Number one is Aaron Rodgers. And I uh, I know Aaron Rodgers is still kind of, you know, he's he's in the same boat as kind of a Drew Brees and a Tom Brady who's still kind of writing his uh, his career, you know. I mean, he still has a few chapters left to write here and um but I just I I feel like what what he's done, I mean, he's he's another one of those guys kind of like Peyton Manning where you just you put him in and you you know you're going to get a top 5 quarterback season out of Aaron Rodgers, you know, as long as he stays healthy, you know, that's what you're getting. So I feel like what he's been able to do and with the pieces that, I mean, have moved, you know, in, in that Green Bay offense, it doesn't seem to matter. Oh, we don't have a tight end. Oh, we don't have a running game. Oh, our offensive line isn't great. Oh, that's fine. I'll be, you know, QB3 in fantasy. Like, it just seems like that guy every year, no matter what you kind of threw at him, um, you know, he, he still produces. So that's my number one. So that's, that's my list, guys. Uh, go ahead and shoot holes in it. What do you guys got? I think we should call this the uh, Andrew Luck Memorial List. <laughs> nice that's all i've got you got some <laughs> that's, obviously that's... awesome awesome players on there <laughs> yeah yeah and they they were fun to have on a on a fantasy roster i mean they were all they were all the type of guys who can somewhat carry your team for you you didn't have to do a whole lot beyond that so to me it was always yeah really rewarding to have a guy like philip rivers or matt ryan is your quarterback and go win a championship with those guys but uh, it was definitely easier to win if you had, you know, Tom Brady in 2007, Peyton Manning in 2013. Yeah, Brett Brett Favre is really going to be upset that you have Aaron Rodgers above him. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, that, well, you just got I a mean, text yes. from Brett Favre. Don't don't open that picture. Well, if it's a picture, I'm not. <laughs> no, o- yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a really small gift size i don't know no I'm joking <laughs> it's just labeled you <laughs> all right all right john what do you got what, what the heck is a runway explosion <laughs> a runway explosion to me is an nfl rookie who came into the league with a ton of hype or at some point just had a ton of hype both for the nfl and even more than that for the fantasy football community and just never got off the runway. 
the tires blew out before he even he they even picked up the landing gear. So the uh, here's my list of guys. Right, is this does this list exist to prove a point about Saquon Barkley? <laughs> no, no, no. Is that what you're doing here, John? Um, actually, not. Believe it or not. Like, because... Oh, look at all these guys that we used to like that didn't work out. You never know. Uh, that would be just way too easy. <laughs> Is that? I, I, I actually, I honestly believe. So, all right. Real quick, <laughs> just as Uh-oh. quick as. Oh no, no, no! Uh-oh. Never mind. Never mind. Like, never mind. I feel a real hot take. No, no, I want to hear this. This is this is somewhat of a hot take. It sounds to me like Odell Beckham's getting traded. It really does. It doesn't sound like. I mean, Dave Gettleman has done this before. He's traded away. He traded away Josh Norman from Carolina just because he didn't want to pay him. Odell Beckham is a really hard guy to to trade away, right? There's one way that you can get away with this without the PR nightmare. You send him to the West Coast where he wants to be and where they're willing to pay him, whether it's whether it's L.A. or San Francisco, and then with a the second overall pick, you take Saquon Barkley, and you turn that offense into a Barkley-focused offense. So, and I, I to me, that's that's what it looks like is about to happen here. And I don't see a way for Saquon Barkley to fail in that offense as the focal point is the new Beckham. I mean, they're just not going to allow him to Man. fail. You've really narrowed it down there. Yeah, but I'm on. I'm any scenario that you've concocted in your own head that gets you on board with Saquon, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> you, I'm okay. You with. good with it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, sorry. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Barkley is coming to Cleveland. So you're going to have to deal with that. With oh, that. Oh, poor and Carlos. Travis Hyde. is going to be all. Yeah. Uh, Travis is going to be all bent yeah, out of shape. Uh, so am and, I. Uh, I'm not going to like that one. I'm. I'm not. Him and him and I, would, Hyde. I was all well, about I'm gonna it like until it. they brought Hyde in. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want him to go there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love it. 60, 60 carries a game between those two. <laughs> They're only going to run. Jo- whoever, yeah, they could take have zero Josh contracts Allen number one. Under, or they have zero yeah. quarterbacks under contract. Could, Josh Allen is is the best quarterback at handing the ball off, so they could take him number one, and he'll have to only like pass the ball like three times a game off of play action, <laughs> and they'll be fine. They'll just run the ball like old school. They're going to apply for John a new Gruden position style. called the one-eighth back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. Go ahead well with done. your list. John. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sa- Saquon Barkley's not going to bust. At the very worst, he starts slow, and his price goes down, and then you go buy him and wait for the explosion. But here's some actual explosions. These are guys who never got off the runway, and this will happen this year. I have no idea who it who it's going to be. I've got some theories. We'll get to that in another episode. But right now, let's just talk about the history of the runway explosion. Number six to me is Tavon Austin, who was drafted in the first round of 2013. Number five was Joseph Adai, another first-round pick in 2006. Went to the Colts behind uh, Peyton Manning, and, I mean, we, we talked about him as a can't-miss guy. He did nothing. He was so, It was so miserable to have him on your roster, and you still had to use an early draft pick to get him virtually throughout his entire career. It was maddening. Number four was Charlie Whitehurst. He was actually a third-round pick in 2006, but just kind of out of nowhere, there was this huge amount of hype around him as the next big thing at quarterback, and the Chargers wouldn't trade him even though he had, even though they had Philip Rivers as their quarterback. They still is that clipboard Jesus? Yeah, yeah. He he he's even more Christ lo- Christ looking today than ever, but <laughs> he sure didn't play like it. Justin Blackman is number three, first-round pick, fifth overall in 2012. He showed flashes, but the guy is just too dumb. He's he's he is the he's Josh Gordon turned up to to eleven, turned up to full blast. Cadillac Williams is number two, first-round pick in 2005, and completely worthless from then on. And number one for me is Pat White, second-round pick. In 2009, he was supposed to be the next Michael Vick, and I got to be honest, I don't remember him even ever even getting on the field. So there's my list, boys. Yeah, it's a, that's a good list of garbage right there. <laughs> Cadillac Williams was really interesting because in that draft, 
uh, he and Ronnie Brown became the first running back duo from the same school to go top five. Yeah. That was like the last running back class that had like a, just a bunch of running backs going the first round, and none of them really worked out. I, I, at least though, I know that neither one of those guys. I mean, Ronnie Brown went to Miami and was slightly better than Cadillac Williams when he went to Tampa. But yeah, I mean that that name definitely stood out to me as as a really good one. Obviously, Tavon Austin. Just, I mean, what, what more can you say about that? Not only was Tavon Austin, he, he got a second contract. Like the Rams re-signed <laughs> no, no, him no, no, under no, Jeff no, Fisher, no, no. it was just insane. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> he got he just got a third one. That's that's un- yeah. I, like I don't I don't know what that guy is. Do- how how? Yeah, he's blackmailing that, I mean, someone. He's got yeah he's got uh, yeah. He's contract. got pictures. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's un- unbelievable how that guy did. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I think it's a good list, John. Definitely, that was fun. Cool. So we're on to the top six beards. Of all time. The first one is Billy Gibbons, uh, lead singer and lead guitarist of ZZ Top. Have you guys seen this guy? Of course, you probably have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean. It's a legendary beard. It's so it's so awesome. <laughs> and it's, I mean, he had it for so long. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's a dream come true. Uh, I'm actually, next I've got Charles Darwin. That's just like, come on. That's like a classic crazy old man. I don't give a damn. Look at my beard. <laughs> I'm pretty much invented evolutionism, so it's all good. Um <laughs> so I don't have to shave. Yeah. I don't have to I don't have to be presentable. <laughs> uh third one Ted Darwinism is named after me, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this next one may might be a little controversial because it's not a crazy awesome beard, but it's Tom Hanks in the movie Castaway. This is like the epitome of like ruggedness right here, man. <laughs> like you don't really you don't have an option. This is just this is how it grows, and this is how I'm gonna let it be. And then you go yeah, crazy. And you and can't you... do anything. He he couldn't take another. I'm guessing. He couldn't work on any other movies in the meantime while he was growing that <laughs> right, bad boy. Right, right. I thought you meant on the island. I, I was like, well, I suppose he could have used the ice skate if he really wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, one of the best yeah, movies his... ever as well. I don't care what you say. Um, this next one. <laughs> so I had okay. <laughs> this next guy is named <laughs> Alessandro Menfredini. I guess whoever's listening, go look this guy up. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to. I'll I'll attach these in the show there notes. There you go. Cool. So that so that people can check them out. Yeah. Because yeah, otherwise this is kind of lost on an audio. Did you guys pull uh, this guy up? Broadcast. Yeah. Look that's at this pretty guy. Solid. He shapes. Holy that one. crap, man! This is this is how I uh, this is how I dream to look thirty years from now. <laughs> is this guy right here holy mackerel yeah. dude he he uses a hedge trimmer on that he's got it it's all, all perfectly shaved. shaved he's, he's a model yeah and he he became famous for his beard it's and just for those listening go look him up but he's got this is like frosty white beard and hair and it's just it's beautiful <laughs> it's an amazing thing for sure um Next one, we've got Sarwan Singh. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well. The, the main reason I put this one in here is because he is the current record holder for uh, longest beer, longest male beard who is currently alive, I think is the title. <laughs> um, yeah. And it looks like he might accidentally step on that from time yeah, to time. Yeah, measured in it at de- eight, definitely. eight feet, 2.5 inches long. Which yeah. is pretty intense, and it's it gets kind of wispy, like uh, picture uh, Pyme on Kill Bill, where he, where he yep. could just kind of flip it over his shoulder. Wispy. <laughs> the problem is this one would <laughs> wispy was the this exact kind of whip around. Going to use, <laughs> really? yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty that's full a, that's... for like the first couple feet, and then it gets by the time it's like six feet down the road, we're like, man, is that even the same beard? It's like it's pretty thin, but. I mean, you yeah. got to give props to the record holder. That's all I'm saying. For sure. Uh, and then this last one is kind of uh, – he made the list mainly because of his name, and it's uh, Grigory Rasputin. And for those of you who don't know, my last name is Rasmussen, 
and oh there's probably a lineage there yeah <laughs> most people mispronounce my name as rasmussen <laughs> and i've been getting rasputin jokes since like the third grade so to find out that Grigory Rasputin actually has a pretty badass beard was kind of cool. <laughs> There's there are a lot of similarities there in the like the facial features. I, that's so, you know yeah, that's really messed up that you said that, John, because this guy's pretty <laughs> ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it's mean, a he's... solid list of beards, man. That is solid <laughs> with these pictures. I think when people look. At these beards with the images that yeah. we have, like I, th- I think people are gonna know this is a solid, solid. You definitely got to go yeah. put it in the show notes, and if you're listening, just pause it and go click on those links real quick so you know what we're talking about. There's some, some good looking, good looking beards there. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by GTBets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible Podcast and the Dynasty Football Network. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line, gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. Yeah, number two for me. Okay, so this list is top six gross stuff that people do. And I, I'm going to explain this a little I'm bit. I'm so excited it's not, for it's this not, one. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not just gross stuff. It's not just, like, disgusting. It's just, like, <clears throat> stuff that's just, like, oh, come on. Like, I, I don't know. I Things that I think people can be better at that uh, that they're just not. So... All right, so uh, number six on this list is staring, and I, I can't tell you how many people, <laughs> how many people I catch not only staring but like their mouth is a gap, they they like they they don't look attentive at all. They're just staring, and normally they're staring at like the pretty girl in the room who's who's obviously extremely uncomfortable because she can sense the fact that this creeper is just kind of like staring i it's I just it's never were, i thought you meant they were staring at you i was like man well, this is yeah, feeling sometimes. like a humble brag kind of yeah so, sometimes i'm not saying you know i'm just saying sometimes but <laughs> but no but but you know i just i we're better i be better than that like i i that don't be that guy who's like you know the classic mouth breeder with his mouth open and and just looks totally clueless while he's just staring and drooling over, you know, some attractive female in the room. Just don't don't be that person. <laughs> all right, like that's 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 on the list. All right, so the next thing that man it really bothers me um, is and and I've I've honestly I've got I've got friends that do this and like it just drives me nuts. And that's just kind of like I don't know. There's being fake, being fake, being vain, that sort of thing. Like I don't know. I'll, I'll have friends that'll tell me some. Oh man, you know, I'm I'm getting real tired of this. And then I kind of see them do that exact thing. And I I don't know. I just it bothers me a little bit. You know, be who you are. Be yourself. You know, you're gonna go a whole lot. You're gonna be a whole lot better if you're if you're doing that through life. Um, number four. Okay, this is a really big pet peeve of mine, and it's. Whenever I receive a text message or anything on social media, to just, just at least use like spell check if you're going to put it out in public or oh you're going to text. God, thank you. I, I, at least, man, I, I, isn't that terrible when you get like a text message or you get something and you like you are struggling to read it because it's that bad? Like, I get it. We all have autocorrect on our phone if we're using our phone or whatever, but. For the most part, like I mean, I I, sh- I should be able to understand what you're trying to say. If not, just slow down. You know, like make sure that make sure that you're sending something off that's you know eligible and that the other person's gonna understand. Because that that's just <laughs> my biggest thing is punctuation, man. <laughs> yeah. Just use. I've, yeah, I've yeah. got several people. I'm not gonna say who it is. <clears throat> my mother-in-law, but. <laughs> <laughs> like zero punctuation, dude. Like, and all oh, lo- all yep, lowercase, so one big sentence. yeah, all lowercase, yeah. zero punctuation. Hello, how are you? Yep. How are things going? I'm excited to come see you. I can't wait till like, what are you saying to me right now? 
Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. The point of texting or any kind of any kind of text messaging is to save the time <laughs> that you would have to spend by by making the phone call. Well, if I have to spend the entire time deciphering what the hell you're trying to say, we're not saving any time. You should have just called me. Like that actually yeah, would have been yeah. faster. Damn it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. I'm not alone on that. No, that was great. All right. I, I feel vindicated. All right. Um, all right. So the, oh, the next thing, and I don't, I don't know if this is just a problem here where, where I'm at here in, uh, in Southern Wisconsin here, but, um, it seems like increasingly more people are finding it acceptable to leave their home in pajamas and pajama pants. And dude, I can't, I can't, you can't do that. When you, when you reach that point where it's acceptable for you to leave your house in your pajamas, just, just, I, you don't leave the house anymore. Just pay your bills online, you know, order in, just don't bother. Because like, if you can't be bothered to put pants on to leave the house, that you just you're not meant to leave the house that day, all right? Just don't I I don't know where or when it became okay for people to do that, but like it's just it's not it's not a good look. People are judging you. Don't do it, all right? That's that's one of my biggest pet peeves. So uh, that's on the list. Um, the next thing is I, okay. So I get it. Like I, I I know that not everyone is always readily available and at their phones at all times. However, if I if I send a message to you through social media or a text and I see you read it seven and a half hours ago and you still haven't responded, like don't don't expect me to don't expect me to text you very often, you know? Like I don't know one of my big pet peeves, like, you know, you look at it and you see that, you know, somebody's read it and responded and they've, you know, posted eight messages on Facebook and, you know, they've had time to respond to fourteen Twitter responses. But they still haven't gotten back to you about your text of the twenty bucks that they owe you, you know? Like <laughs> man, that's that's just that's just just respond. Just respond. Like that that's <laughs> one of those things that drives me nuts too. And all right, the last one on this list, guys, I just found out recently is a thing and it, it now I'm I'm going gross here. This is really gross. Uh-oh. All right, so I'm I'm pre warning you guys, you know, if if you if you have a queasy stomach, you might not want to listen to this because I did not know this was an issue, but did you know that apparently it is a thing for women to eat their placenta? Because it <laughs> yeah. is now a thing, and um, I, 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 I have not yet heard a good reason on why people do this. If it's religious or spiritual, I totally <laughs> understand it. However, if it isn't, I, I, if it isn't, man, I just don't do that. If, just don't, if I mean, if your religion <sighs> is telling you to eat that, like that's. Your religion is kind of taking advantage of you. I feel like they're kind of yeah. they're they're taking advantage of the authority that they have over you. They're just they're just basically saying, "Let's see what we can get this guy to do." <laughs> First yeah. of all, so let me let me jump in here. Uh oh, Travis ate it. No 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 no. Uh oh. And Uh-oh. I might I might get kicked off the podcast and get a lot of crap for this. But just let me make a. Uh, <laughs> An observation Uh-oh. here, or maybe maybe make a, okay. a few corrections that okay. at, a, at a at a minimum. So the the husband does not eat the placenta. Let's put that out there first and foremost. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if okay. you are so, if someone's eating a placenta just straight up raw, that's gross. <laughs> and you probably shouldn't. There's a way. You probably to, shouldn't do that. There's a way to prepare it. Like there is. So mm-hmm. let me just for for everybody out there, James. How many children have you had? Uh, I have had zero. John, how many children have you had? Yeah, I'm in the negative. How many have <laughs> I had? Uh, you got uh, a basketball team, a so five. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just say it would be it would be safe to assume that I've actually read more articles and done more research on these this type of subject than you guys might have been able to, correct? <laughs> no, this that's that's correct. Okay. So all I'm going to say is I'm just going to pitch I'm not going to say whether I've prepared or, or and or not prepared anything. <laughs> um you've you have that's there what you're is right now. There is there so there are benefits and it's the benefits are largely to the 
to the woman who had ju- who has just given birth. The placenta is not where your food goes, James. It's not what you've <laughs> just eaten or whoever. <laughs> what you what the what the woman eats does not go to the placenta. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> this is making us sound is, like a couple teenagers just The placenta <laughs> is an organ that provides nutrients directly to the baby through the umbilical cord. So that organ is the most nutrient-rich thing in any human at any point in time throughout any life cycle. Like, that's what that's there for is to grow a human baby. And not to mention the fact – we can cut all this out, John, if you want. But (laughs) not to mention the fact that the, the female body during pregnancy is deprived of those nutrients to give them to the baby. And so they're all in this placenta. And after you give birth of the baby, the placenta comes out soon afterwards. And you can you can very easily and safely and cleanly save that and freeze it and then process it later. And the most popular and cl- what I think is the least gross way to do it is to turn it into a powder and put it into... Um, capsules and take it in pill form and it's called encapsulating the placenta and then the the mother takes those um after giving birth and it provides it replenishes her body with those nutrients and also provides those into the breast milk and also um prevents it there's studies that show that it prevents postpartum uh uh depression in in new mothers because it it reinvigorates the body and helps uh, balance the hormones and whatnot. So there, there you go. There's my soapbox. Does this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> but, well, uh, I I feel totally unprepared for my own list after Travis just kind of kind of shut that shut that. I down. didn't know that was going to be on there, and honestly. I've gotten tons of shit for this in the past and it is weird and I get it. It's weird. But when you really think about it and it's really, it it comes down to how you feel about childbirth, which we can spend 10 hours on if we want to, but all right. John has has nothing to say. (laughs) John's all, you're a weirdo. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm sure that it's something that at some point I'm going to encounter. And most, most people, have birth in a hospital and the doctor takes it and they throw it away. So yeah. most people don't even encounter that decision. It's when you get into <laughs> what's best for this childbirth we're about to have. And you, if you happen and some people it's not, you know, natural childbirth is not for them and that's cool. Right. But if you venture down the natural child childbirth path at all, that will come up at some point. All right. I'm up here and I've got a list of the six most overrated and I didn't specify what. Just the most overrated things. So here we go. Number six, drafting running backs in the first round of the startup. You knew. You knew that was coming. With your whole heart, you knew that was coming. Don't draft your don't draft a running back in the first round of the startup. He's going to be good for one year, and that's it. And then he's done. Number five, going to a football game. Why? It's cold. It's you, you have to pay for parking. You have to pay it's for cold. beer. Where do you live? <laughs> you, know, you know where I live. I live in the, <laughs> the Arctic. You have to buy $50 beers to make up for it. And, yeah, it's it's it, you can't see. You don't know what's going on. It's, it's terrible. Just sit at home and watch it. Why not? So much more enjoyable. Number four, soup. So overrated. It's not a viable meal. It's it's. Some it's closer to a beverage than a meal. <laughs> soup is horrible, and not only that, you take one bite of soup, you know what that entire quote unquote meal has to offer. Number have three, have you ever been to Olive Garden? Yeah, I have, and had the soup. I've had the soup as a as a a starter or like a side. It have you had the one with like the the sausage and the kale? Yeah, I have. It's not Dude, bad. I could, eat, but I could again, eat that for every meal every day. No, it's not a meal. 
It's not. <laughs> it's not no, you can't. It's got you, meat. It's got vegetables. Yeah, you can't survive off of that because that's not a real meal. That's it's. And all right, I, I agree to disagree on that one. Right. <laughs> we don't need to spend too much time on soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think that one would be nearly as controversial as it seems like it was. I thought everybody just agreed that soup is dumb. Some are better than others, but still, just overall, soup. Just the idea of soup is pretty stupid. Number three, slot receivers. Besides Adam Thielen, he's Bay. But beyond that, yeah, slot receivers are a waste of time, both for the NFL and for fantasy football. Number two, the mountains. I live in Denver, Colorado, where everybody, it, as soon as you tell every, it, you tell somebody that you live in Denver, they ask, oh, so you must go to the mountains and ski and snowboard. And no, the mountains are horrible. It takes forever to get there. It takes forever to get back. There's way too much traffic because of all the people who go there to take their selfies doing a headstand on the on top of a mountain. There's not enough oxygen. It's always cold, always, year-round. It's freezing up there. They're man-eating animals. There's unstable footing. Why? What do you want to do up there? Stay in the city. Asphalt. That's my preferred terrain. And number one... Rookie draft picks, so overrated. We're paying way too much for these. We don't even know who is going to, who you're going to take with those picks. Other than 1.01, you have no idea. So stop spending so much on them. There's my list of the most overrated. This is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> you're going to go after every one of those? The last three I could not disagree more with. Ugh. Wow, yeah, I think the last two I'm I'm not I'm not on board with either. So okay, so you guys are both anti slot receiver. I just think that the NFL is, is headed that way. In more more wide receiver sets, like m- multiple wide receiver sets, and those guys are gonna become more and more useful. Uh but we don't have to spend much time there. The mountains, John. Yeah. I live in Arizona. We got mountains too, man. And And they're dumb. They're amazing. So we might we might be dealing with slightly different mountains here. I don't think mine are as snowy as yours are for most yeah. of the year. Um so I mean you can go you can go camping, which is awesome. You what can, do you do when I mean, you when you camp? What do you do? Just sit you around? Relax, man. Yeah, how many chances do you get to just relax? I can I can <laughs> trust me. We uh, we legalized a very very a uh, potent point, way to relax point. here in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we just went camping two weekends ago, and it was amazing. Anyways, they're also really freaking cool to look at, and the sunsets in Arizona are amazing. I sound like a tool now, but me, me and my placentas and my sunsets. <laughs> um, and then the last one is probably the most important for our podcast, and I get what you're saying. But they are still valuable. That's my whole point. That's We're not going to spend all this time on it because we've talked about it so many times. But you devalue them too much, and I possibly overvalue them too much, and that's fine. Like hmm. we could be on total opposite ends here. But there is value whether or not I overvalue them. There's still more than you think there is. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. You know what? I'm actually willing to take my lumps on that one because uh, in in doing so, I get ex- the acknowledgement from you that you overvalue them. So that's good enough. That's all I care about. Because I said I may. I said I may. <laughs> uh, that's not what I yeah, heard, I... but of course I <laughs> I uh, First off, John, I, want, I will tell you I do agree with your take on soup. I like soup, I, I, but it's definitely not a meal. That's, I think that was your main point. Mm-hmm. You drove it home well. Soup is not a meal. Like you can't – I don't think you can go just eat a bowl of soup and say I had, I had dinner. <laughs> I had supper. Like no, that's I've not I've done that many times. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be done. It's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a sustainable source of, uh, of, of anything. We so, had soup for um, dinner three nights ago. No, it was you amazing. Didn't. No, you I didn't. sure did. So did I. I, I it was hot chocolate um, because it's pretty much the same thing. It's a, <laughs> Thank you. It's a thick, warm liquid. Thank so you. <laughs> basically, I just ate it with a spoon with marshmallows. So yeah. Thank you. It's, oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, anyways, James. I am, I, I, James. I, I, 
James wins this podcast. We're done. (laughs) I won that take. All right, good deal. I won something. Um, Uh. No, but yeah, the mountains. I'm with. I'm with Travis on man. I think the mountains are awesome, and maybe it's just because I live where there are no mountains, and we. I mean, I'm like. 20 minutes away from the state that they call the flatlands. So, I mean, we don't have anything. We don't have the mountains. And every time I drive by the mountains or through the mountains, I'm always just amazed at how gorgeous it is and how I can just like sit back for an hour and just take in how, how just awesome everything is. So I guess I can understand that if you live there, it probably gets a little old, but to me, man, I mean, the, the view just, just being a part of that's awesome. So that, I think oh, the bones are great. That, that part's all right. But I mean, that's, that's <clears throat> so that's basically advocating for staying in the car, going from point A to point B and happening to go through the mountains and enjoying the view on the way from one city to the other i can get on board with that one yeah i don't i i have a friend that just just got back from a little trip to colorado springs and um some of the stuff that she was able to do and see i mean just even the pictures alone were just like oh man like this this is fantastic like that i i would love a trip like that so i don't know i i definitely think that like there's maybe it's because it's you know i'm not from there and you know when you actually live there i guess kind of doing stuff like that might get a little old but i don't know to to me i i i really enjoy the mountains but i don't live in them so i guess i guess i could understand that take but the rookie picks yeah i'm definitely with travis there i think i think it depends too like i i don't know i have i have faith that i'll be able to hit on those rookie picks more than i won't so and not that i'm going to hit all of them but i have a feeling like if i you know if i can load up on four or five rookie picks like you, like you've even said, John, it's like a lottery ticket. Well, I want four or five chances at the lottery as opposed to one or two. So I'm, I'm all about acquiring that and hoping, you know, one of those picks is, is the lucky winner. And, uh, and, you know, I get like a, I don't know, a Le'Veon Bell or, uh, you know, uh, you know, one of those, uh, uh, Juju Smith Schuster or something like that to where I feel like I really won the draft. So yeah, to me, I, I value those rookie picks probably, probably where Travis does. Fair enough. And that's not too much. We we didn't really format this one for us to really get into a discussion, so we'll have to revisit that one. But um, that's that's uh, duly noted. <laughs> All right, so my next one, I've got top six pre-draft dynasty cells. So see if you guys agree on these here. Uh, these are guys that I think you should try to sell before the draft while you still can. Um. So number one, I've got a tie between AJ McCarron and Ryan Tannehill. Um, in Superflex, these guys hold a minute amount of value. More so, well, Tannehill probably is, is pretty bottomed out, but I'm in the camp that thinks that he's not going to be a starter two years from now. Uh, and I think that Miami is a dark horse to, to draft a quarterback early this year. And then McCarron, I think the the league showed us in free agency what they think of him. And Buffalo is already making moves to move up. There's no way that Agent McCarron is going to be any sort of long term or even medium term starter uh, in this league. So I think you should get rid of both of those guys. Number two, I've got Jerick McKinnon. Uh, and this one might be the most controversial, but I am 1000% in in the belief that there's no way San Francisco leaves this draft without either a pretty high running back pick or a couple mid-round picks, and he's absolutely going to have competition for touches. He's not going to be a workhorse back in San Francisco. And number three, I've actually got... Um, I've got three through like eight here that are all tied. So I kind of cheated, but basically it's Marlon Mack, Samaj P. Ryan, CJ Anderson, Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson. And it's basically a group that I call uh, air quotes starters. Uh, all these quote unquote starters who are not elite options, who are not elite talent talents who appear to have starting jobs at the moment. Um, this is a strong running back class, and most of these guys have put up mediocre production. 
um, as the incumbent in their offenses. And there is a very strong chance that these guys see some pretty strong competition coming in to their backfield. And I, I think that he, these are the types of guys you sell these RB2 type guys all day in the offseason because they're not safe. And I mean, even if two out of these six guys don't have a guy come in, like you don't know which ones these are, you know, and so to me, that's that's the move to make all offseason long is any of these RB2 types that appear to have a starting role right now, you get rid of them while you still can. Yeah, it's, that's solid. I, I, I don't think I could disagree with you on any of them, actually, as much as I I was kind of trying to find one to disagree with you on. I think, I think those are all pretty good. I mean, I think Jarek McKinnon's hype at this point is so high that even if they don't draft a running back, I still think you can get probably over what his value is so i'm still on board with selling him too so i think all these uh that you just listed were pretty good even though you kind of took the cop out there and listed about five guys but (laughs) in one spot but other than that no i mean the list was good even all all those all those players i guess yeah i guess the one guy that and i i'm just i'm stubborn because i i want to hold out hope and I want to hold out hope that Kenyon Drake is going to be the guy there, and I'm hoping that they sign Frank Gore, and they think they might they might be okay for a year, and Drake actually gets a a chance to get you know be a you know get the majority of the carries there. But I don't know. I, you're probably right on him, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I will just that, say though, that yeah, he, it's a solid list. Drake is at the bottom of the must sell list out of those guys. Like, if any of those guys okay. have a chance to keep the job, I think he's the most likely. Mm-hmm. But I still think there's a pretty good chance they bring someone else in. Yeah, yeah. With what with – what, it seems like Miami isn't, you know, all that, all that high on him. So, I mean, everything that we hear coming out of there is that, you know, they'd rather him be part of a committee. So you're probably right. It makes sense that that happens. I'm just – I just want to see him so bad get that chance to be that Belkow running back. I'm hoping that they don't, but no, you're probably right. Uh, but no, I think it's solid list. What do you think, John? Yeah, I'm good with all those. The Even the quarterbacks, I mean, the problem is those quarterbacks, like you said, have so little value. I don't I don't know what you can even get for them. I mean, I think that there are better quarterbacks that you can get for next to nothing, in fact, but... Um, I mean, right. If you can get, I mean, if you can get a 19 second for either one of those guys, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got, I mean, this is, it's a little bit different format. It's a, uh, there's a quarter, there's a roster limit on quarterbacks, but I got Joe Flacco for, uh, I believe is a 2019 third, something like that. Yeah. But everybody or, thinks he sucks. I think that yeah. right now. Ryan Tannehill, believe it or not, might be viewed as having more upside than Joe Flacco. <laughs> That's which insane. is crazy. But yeah, you're you might be right. That's and then McCarron. I don't. I mean, McCarron is just you hope there's one or two guys in your league that oh they signed him to Buffalo. You know what I mean? I right. don't. I don't know how legit that is. Right. I think there's probably going to be at least one guy per twelve team league that will give you a second for him. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me. I would never buy him for that. Even a even a nineteen second. You're up, James. All time Cleveland Browns. They, you found six of them. Yeah, it took some digging, man. This this one I had to I had to put in more effort than any of them. But uh, but I, I'm I'm gonna run through these right quick because I don't I don't really think outside of Browns fans and myself that anyone's really gonna be interested in this. So um, yeah, top six Cleveland Browns. Number six is Ernest Biner, and this is a guy that probably would be higher on the list if it wasn't for the fact that he was the one that's kind of responsible for the fumble and the drive and everything that kind of happened with that. But outside of that, Ernest Biner was such a great player. Um, he was a good Brown, represented the organization well for many years. Um, number five is Bernie Kosar. And, I, I, you know, Bernie Kosar just I, – I know he was he's an all-time Brown, but he he wasn't great. I mean, he was, he was a good, good – but he wasn't great, and the fact that, you know, that's how bad this list is. That uh, that once you hit, you know, 
six and five, you're you're struggling here. Um, number four was Ozzie Newsom. Uh, the Wizard of Oz was an awesome tight end uh, for Cleveland. I, I really um, had a had a you know really enjoyed uh, Ozzie Newsom uh, watching his film um, from when he played. I, I think he was a fantastic tight end. Obviously, became a, a pretty good GM and uh, and then sold his soul to Baltimore. Um, moved with the team. Uh, number three on this list for me is Joe Thomas, the recently retired. Um, you know, you're not going to see very many, at least in my opinion, I, I wouldn't think that you would see very many teams top top five list and have a, an offensive lineman in the top three. But Joe Thomas was was a special offensive tackle. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he played on some really bad teams, and it's really hard to stand out and get recognized when you do that. Um, but he he was able to. Um, number two is Otto Graham, and Otto Graham was uh, man. The numbers that guy put up at quarterback was unreal back in the day when, you know, they, they weren't. It, it, those numbers weren't. Um, the norm. So, I mean, if you, if you haven't, if you don't know who Autogram is or you, you haven't looked at, uh, at his stats, I would definitely look at him. Um, and, and you, you'll see what kind of a player Autogram was back in the day. Um, because he was, he was a phenomenal player. And number one is Jim Brown. Uh, one of the all time best running backs of all time. I mean, this guy, uh, was fantastic. If you, again, you know, if you're a younger listener and you haven't watched film, just look up some film on Jim Brown. You can watch some of his highlight runs. Uh, it was unbelievable. The power and the speed that he had, um, you know, for his time was was fantastic. Um, this this guy didn't shy away from contact. He was just an old school type player, and uh, and he definitely got that respect. And one of the one of the best things that that he's known for is, you know, he wanted he wanted the same amount of respect off the field that he got on the field, and you know he he really fought for those those rights. And um, and so Jim Brown definitely not only is an all time Brown, but I, I think he's he's an also a, a you know a pioneer for the game and uh, and you know, was, was definitely a very instrumental in, you know, kind of ushering in a new era there in Cleveland. Um, in, you know, like I said, trying to get, trying to get the respect off the field that he got on it. So, um, yeah, that's my list for top Cleveland Browns guys. He also helped save the world from the Martians and Mars attacks. He punched one of those idiots through the glass bubble on his stupid head. It was amazing. Just Jesus, how did I forget that? <laughs> I how did I leave that off the... I know. God. He's also the, he was also the defensive coordinator on uh, any given Sunday. Um, if you want to see uh, Jim Brown at his best off the field. Um, but he was way better on the field. All right, my next one. The top six hated but shouldn't be. And uh, some of these are going to end up <laughs> a little bit directed at James. Um, that wasn't intentional until I made the list and then was like, eh, I'm going to stick with it, though. So number oh, number six right. is Mike Evans. James, he's young. He's elite. Yeah, deal with it, man. He's he's one of the best in the game. Number five, this is not directed at James. Any podcast host that you disagree with on a certain topic, especially if you didn't even listen to the episode, you shouldn't hate them just because you don't understand the context. And now you're not listening to this episode either, so you're going to come at me about this too. Uh, all right. No. John, that one sounds personal. <laughs> that, one's, that one's a little personal and a little topical, a little recent. <laughs> Number four, Amari Cooper. Gruden just called him the main vein of the offense. Let me give myself a uh, an audio cue here for where to cut off a lot, a lot of tape on this because the main vein of the offense, translation, he's the piece of this offense. Translation, he's the most important part of the Raiders' anatomy, besides maybe the, the heart. Khalil Mack yeah, is I would have gone. I would have gone with jugular, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You, you go where you need to go. <laughs> Train the main vein. Of course. Uh, <laughs> he was obviously referring to the penis. Khalil Mack is the heart. Amari Cooper is the penis. The Raiders want to drop their pants and swing their Amari Cooper wildly at the rest of the league. Hashtag wow. me too. Wow. <laughs> wow. Do I have to cut all that? I probably do. No, it's beautiful. Amari <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cooper is the only one on that offense that's not going to be taking Viagra. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, yeah. Number three, Derek Carr. His penis is six feet tall and weighs 210 pounds. What the hell? <laughs> Where did this come from? 
<laughs> all right, all right. Uh, number two, Peeps. So good, year-round. Gross, come on. So good, year-round. I mean, you that's can't eat very many That's the only take that them. he's had that's good. Oh, Yeah, peeps God. are good. Thank you. Are you both... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, we don't... Peeps greater than Mike Evans. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's <laughs> the, probably the peep, accurate. The peeps take from John and James is not... The peeps take of the super super flexible podcast <laughs> does not reflect. It is the official, <laughs> yeah. Peeps peeps take of the super flex no, podcast. Yeah. The only thing the only thing peeps are good for is microwaving them and watching them explode. Uh, that's a waste, a waste of a perfectly good peep. Mm. And number one, now that I've already got Travis frothing at the mouth, number one, Odell Beckham Jr., the best young player in the sport, and will be for years to come. Don't overthink it. He's still dynasty asset numero uno in every format. Well, except Superflex and 2QB. But every other format, he's not, well, and besides standard scoring. But beyond that, he's number one in every <laughs> format. There's my in list. PPR. <laughs> Stop hating him. He's awesome. So good. In, Very good in take. one QB PPR, he's the best. <laughs> In every format of one QB PPR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so John, I'm going to tell you right now that Mike Evans take was absolute garbage. Enjoy him drop, <laughs> dropping 47 percent of his uh, easy man 130 targets. Browns. Uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> hey, Otto Graham, man, Otto Graham's the. All right, all right. I let, well, I let all Bernie right, but, Kozar go. <laughs> but uh, all right, all right, yeah. But I, I, I don't even. I'll tell you what, the Mike Evans thing. I'm not even as upset about that as I am the. Amar- Amari Cooper take because that is just you mean to tell me Amari Cooper is more valuable than Doug Martin or oh, oh, no you you think Amari Cooper is going to be more valuable than Jordy Nelson John John Gruden do you think well of course they do they don't have any other playmakers that team doesn't have anyone and when they're when they're going back to their old school type of offense I'm going to look forward to Amari Cooper dropping those eight yard hook routes that they're going to be running and like everyone's going to be knowing because that's I, I think that's garbage. But you brought it all back with your peeps take and your OBJ take. You nice. you, you totally won me over. I I, I, I thought you were I, I didn't think you could. I, you, you were down <laughs> like twenty with like five minutes left in the game and you came back and won. So I'm, I'm yeah yeah I'm impressed with that. So yeah I think that was was a winner. Nice garbage. Move along. <laughs> okay. All right. And that'll do it for this episode. We'll be back in just a couple days. But thank you again to every one of you for listening. Thank you for all the support on Twitter and helping us get onto that Fantasy Football Follows list. It is uh, it is a true honor. We thank you so much. Real quick, go check out the Devi, the Devi Watch. That thing's out already, and it's got oh, just a ton of information for you on uh, future prospects coming into the NFL and actually just the ones entering college now. So check check it out now at DynastyFootballFactory.com, the Devi Watch. Thank you for listening. See you in a couple days. And until then, bye.